Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out here. What a great crowd we've got this morning. <clears throat> what a blessing it has it is to have godly mothers. Amen. What a blessing it is to have a mother that would uh, tell you the right things, right? And lead you the right way. I want to read this uh, proverb, and I, I put that bear behind there. It may kind of be hard to read, but I just like that bear because I like what it says at the bottom. Love you, mom, right? Don't you love your mom? <clears throat> but look at what this says. My son, keep your father's command, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. Now, a couple things are going on with that verse. First of all, we see God's Word directs the children to not only look at their father's commands, but to the mother's law. You ever had a mama lay the law down on you? That's a different level, ain't it? <clears throat> yeah, I see some smiles. Yeah, I see some action about that. But it also puts a huge responsibility on the parents. It says that what you say, they're supposed to tie around their neck. And you remember there's also a scripture in the Old Testament that talks about tying things around your neck and remember them. And you know what that is? God's Word. So here we are, we see the example of what the parents are supposed to do. And they're supposed to teach their kids right and wrong. Now, once we do that, is it the responsibility of the child to obey it? Absolutely. But our responsibility as parents and the blessing that we have, especially here at Fountainhead, is we have godly mothers and we have godly fathers. And I thank the Lord that I'm a part of that. And I've, I have so many uh, godly fathers in here and, and godly mothers that keep me straight, right? I've had the law laid down on me a couple of times, and that's all right. I'm good with it. I'm learning to be able to take it a little bit better. But I do want to talk about how exciting of a time it is for us to come and, and, and not only thank our mothers, but the most important thing that we all get to do this morning is worship God. We get to come and worship the King, y'all, again. We got another Lord's Day that we're able to come together and be together and do the same thing. Worship the Lord. And that is a blessing. Amen. You know, we think about these holidays or these, these times uh, in our uh, calendar and you think about 4th of July. What do we remember 4th of July for? Because we realize that we've got this freedom that we all enjoy, right? To be able to come and worship without a fear uh, of being persecuted or anything like that for what we believe. And that's great. Uh, you know, the Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And what about the dads on Father's Day, right? Happy Father's Day to them. We remember our parents. We remember the things that they have done for us. We, we think about them and we enjoy that time together. What about Veterans Day? You know, thank you veterans for what you've done for us. Memorial Day, we remember those who have served and died, right? We remember these days and the list could go on and on. 
Well, they're designed for us to do what? To remember. But that's not a man-made idea. That's not a man-made concept. That is not something that man decided was a really good idea and that's what is going to happen for people to be successful. No, that idea came from the Lord. That's an idea that is brought up from the Lord. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Remember, remember, remember. I'll be very repetitive in my thoughts. And man, I started looking at scriptures. And guess what the Bible tells me to do? Remember. (laughs) I'm like, wow. All the time. Everywhere I look, it's something to remember. Now why is that? Why do I have to remember? Because if I remember something, especially something that's very important to remember, then I'll always keep it in the front of my mind, right? I won't forget it. See, think about some memories in your life. Think about when you graduated. Micah's about to graduate, right? Congratulations on that. Great job, man. Uh, I remember when I graduated. What about when you obeyed the gospel? Wasn't that a great time? Isn't that a great memory that you have uh, in your in the back of your brain, hopefully it's up at the front. What about when you went on your first date? Y'all remember your first date? You remember it? Okay, what about when you popped the big question, husbands? Y'all remember that? Remember when you got the nerve to ask that woman that you love so much if you'll be my wife forever? What about when the baby was born? What about when your grandbabies were born? What about... When mom and dad would tuck you in at night and tell you they loved you. You remember those memories? Don't those make you feel good? Don't they put a little pep in your step? They put a pep in my step when I start thinking about some of those memories uh, in my life. Remembering things. You know, the Lord sets this up, this concept of remembering to help us to not forget the blessings that He's given us and the blessings that we will receive on and on and on. Amen? Jesus said, I came to give you a full and abundant life. Not only here, but to come. Yeah, I use that illustration a lot, but man, I love it because I can be very repetitive in this lesson, right? Because that's the point of it. Repetitiveness. Being very repetitive. Reminding all the time. Why is that? So it can encourage you. What is the point of being repetitive? To keep you good, keep you on your toes, keep you thinking about the most important things. Think about these examples, the Passover. Back in the Old Testament, when the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, the last plague hits and God says, if you don't want your firstborn to die, this is what you need to do. You need to put the blood of this lamb on your doorpost and I'll pass over you. And then Moses said in Exodus 12, 14, So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. It was special. It was something to remember. The Lord passed them over. What about this one? The Lord provides. He wanted them to remember In Exodus 16, 32, it says, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it. 
to be kept for your generations that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. What did he provide them? He provided them with food from the sky. Think about that. Bread would fall out of the sky for them to eat. Unbelievable. And he tells them to put it in this jar, keep it in the Ark of the Covenant, and then when you pull it out, what will it be? It will be something to remember what God had done. He had provided for them. Moving into the New Testament, I didn't really want to get caught up in the Passover because I I can elaborate and I really don't want to. I want to elaborate, but I don't really want to. But we see what was the purpose for what we just did right here. Why did we partake of the Lord's Supper? We did it to remember Jesus' death. Amen? 1 Corinthians 11, 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. Guess what, brethren? Jesus Christ is coming back. And guess what? Every time we take this, He hadn't come back yet. But guess what we get to do? We get to remember that He is. And not only that He's coming back, but we get to remember that He died for every single one of us. What a great thing to remember, isn't it? Right there up at the front of your mind to remember that somebody was willing to die for you. Somebody was willing to say, you know what? You sin, you mess up, you don't do the things that I ask you to do, but guess what? I'm still going to die for you. You show me how you really act towards and what you really think about me by your actions, but guess what? I'm going to die for you anyway. Man, that's encouraging to me. That lets me know that somebody loves me. Amen? But I can remember that. It's for our own good, brethren. When we forget what has happened to us in the past and what the Lord has brought us through, we do just like the Israelites did in the Old Testament. Listen to what Nehemiah says talking about the Israelites. He says, They refused to obey, and they were not mindful of your wonders that you did among them, but they hardened their necks. Now, we've talked about being stiff-necked, right? When Stephen talked to uh, the council about being stiff-necked. No, this is a different one. This is hardened neck. This is a neck that doesn't even move, right? Man, why? They weren't mindful of the wonders. They forgot what God had done for them. We can't be like that, brethren. We cannot be that way. Now, I want you to look at what Peter says in 2 Peter 3.1. He says, Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. I'm stirring up your mind. I'm keeping your mind stirred up. Doesn't it, when you go over, and I don't know much about this, but I know a little bit about it. You know when you go stir the the pot of whatever the food is in there, doesn't that smell come out, right? It smells real good. That's what he's wanting you to do. Stir it up. Keep it fresh. Keep the smell. We are the fragrance, right? We're supposed to be the fragrance for everybody to to see and smell. I know one thing. I don't want to be hard-necked. Amen? 
I don't want to be somebody who's not remembering what God had done for me. So this morning I've got three things, just real quick. And the title of my lesson is, Do We Remember? If you would, turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. A little bit of a long intro, but I think that it is a great example for us to see and understand what remembering means. And that remembering is all throughout the Bible. Now 2 Peter, uh, getting us right into the context in verse 5, uh, Peter starts talking about us growing in our faith. He says that we need to add to our faith virtue and knowledge and, and self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and, and love. And look at what he says in verse 8. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in verse 9 he says this. For he who lacks these things, the person who doesn't do these things or doesn't have these qualities is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Huh. Wow. If I don't have these qualities, if this isn't a part of what, uh, uh, what my everyday walk looks like, then I've forgotten that I was cleansed from my old sins. That sounds like something that I probably need to remember, wouldn't you say? That would be something that I would probably need to mark down that I need to be working on right there. But look what he says in verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In verse 12, For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. I'm not going to be negligent. I'm not going to do you a disservice and not remind you of these things. Why? Because they're so important. And then he says, though you know and are established in the present truth, even though you're established, even though you know the truth, even though you probably know what I'm saying, guess what I'm going to do? Yes, I think it is right as long as I'm in this tent to stir you up by reminding you. I need to be reminded. Obviously, what the Bible is telling me right here is I need to be reminded of simple truths. I need to be reminded of simple things, to have virtue, to understand I need to have knowledge, to understand that I need to have self-control. That's a hard one, ain't it? Boy, if somebody does something slick to me, I'll be quick to ask for forgiveness like we was talking about in class later, right? No, you got to be under self-control. Perseverance. Godliness. Striving to be like God. And so he says right here uh, in verse 14, Knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Even after I'm gone. 
I'm going to find a way for me to be able to remind you. That's powerful, man. That's too much for me, right? It's too repetitive for me. But it's a simple understanding. I need to be reminded. Amen? When I'm reminded, it should lift me up. It should encourage me. It should push me to keep going. But when I don't think about it, when I'm not reminded of it, guess what it does? Guess whose thoughts begin to get pushed to the front? We already know the answer to that, right? And then what we think is right starts happening. What we think we should be doing starts becoming reality. And I, I don't want to talk about this uh, this morning, but we are going to talk about it tonight. I'll just give a little plug for tonight's lesson. is going to be on David in the cave. David uh, going into the cave and the struggle and the, a, a tough situation that he was dealing with. But here's what I want to focus on this morning. I want to focus on when it's good. You know, when everything's running smooth. When everything's going uh, like it's supposed to go, right? What happens? What happens to us? So many times we become not mindful, right? We start, everything's going like it needs to be, and if we're not careful, what do we start doing? We start realizing, well, everything's going good, and I start forgetting. I start less and less studying my Bible. I start less and less maybe even coming to attendance. Less and less, right? But when I keep the Bible in front of me, when I keep God's Word in front of me, what does it do? It reminds me, amen? A perfect reminder to keep me straight. If we aren't reminded as human beings, we have a hard time remembering. So consider these three points and the lesson is yours. First, do we remember where we came from? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Do we remember where we came from? Now, you may not have this great story that you can tell somebody about how you were converted. Maybe you just knew what you needed to do and guess what you did? You obeyed it. Hey, you know what? That's great. Because even if somebody has this really great story, everybody is in the same boat if you're not a Christian. Amen? Everybody is in the same boat. I want you to look at what Paul says right here. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now, in the context, Paul is talking to Gentiles who have been added to the body of Christ. Now, there was a problem with that with these early first century Jews because they had been God's people for thousands of years, right? There was a struggle for these Gentiles to be added to the body without being circumcised or without following the law of Moses and doing the things that they needed to do to be a Jew. Well, that's not what it's about. It was about being a Christian now. And so here, this is what Paul says. Look at what he, 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 he gives some illustrations on what these Ephesians were before they were a Christian. The first thing, they were without Christ. They were strangers from the covenant of promise. They were without hope. 
and they were without God in the world. So why is that so important? Because that's what we were before we were Christians. Why is it so important to go and teach and preach the gospel to others? Because without it, there's no Christ. Without it, there's no blessings that come from Him. Without it, there is no hope except for only the earthly desires and the earthly things that you gain, right? You know, we live in a terrible and a scary world. And before we became a Christian, we were making it through this world by our own means. By what we thought was the best. Now, I don't know about you, but when I lead my path, it ends up in a terrible place. (laughs) When I lead my path and I do it my way, it always ends up being in the wrong area. Right? Lost in in a different world. But I don't ever want to go to a place. I don't ever want to be uh, involved in making a decision without Jesus leading my path. Amen? Without Jesus being number one. That's my goal. So do we remember where we came from? Do we remember that we were lost without any hope? But then somebody came along. Amen? Somebody came along and told you about the truth. Somebody gave you the opportunity to realize that somebody did die for you, that you could have hope, that you could be saved. Do we remember the second thing? What we have in Christ Jesus? Do we remember? Look at verse 13. It says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of of Christ. Amen? I had no hope. I was without God in the world. But guess what? When Christ Jesus came on the scene and He became a part of me, when I obeyed the gospel and became a child of God, I was afar off, but now I was brought close by His blood. What an encouraging thought. Look at verse 16. And that He might reconcile them both to God in one body, through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. He took care of the problem. And verse 18 says, For through Him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. You want to know what that access helps with? Prayers being heard. Hey, you ever pray? You ever ask for anything? You ever say, hey, Lord, I need you to help me with this? Guess what the blessing of being in Christ is? He hears it. (laughs) And he's going to work to do it according to his will. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I think that's pretty cool to be able to ask God Almighty for something and he hears me. And he's going to work it out to answer it according to his will. I'm like, man, that blows me away. And guess what else? He forgives my sins. He cleanses me. He gives me the opportunity to have eternal life, to live forever. And He gives me a chance to have a real relationship with Him. A real one. Not a fake one. Not a pretend one. A real one. And Ephesians 1.3 tells us that all spiritual blessings are in Christ. Man, do we remember that? Doesn't that motivate you? Doesn't that change who you are? I hope that it does. 
A simple truth. I know that, Matt. I've heard it my whole... Absolutely you have. And it should encourage you to still hear the same thing. Amen? Peter said, I don't care if I'm dead, I'm going to still find somebody to remind you. <laughs> you may think you're going to get off the hook when I die, but guess what? When I die, I'm still going to find somebody to remind you of the same thing. So do we remember where we come from? Do we remember what we have in Christ Jesus? And I want us to just think about this last one and then we're done. Do we remember during the good times? I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but I want us to really think about it. And, and this verse is so powerful because it explains it so good. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10. Talking about obeying and being obedient to the Lord. Now, now look what he says. And he's talking about when they're, they're not even in the promised land yet, but they're headed to the promised land, right? So... It shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which He swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. I'm about to give you some big cities. I'm about to give you some big stuff and you didn't even build it. You had nothing to do with it. Then look what he says. Houses full of all good things which you did not fill. You're about to live in a house with all kinds of stuff and you didn't put it in there. You're going to live in a big old city with a big old house full of stuff, right? Maybe not a big house, but full of stuff. And then he says, hewn out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. And I want us to think about this thought for just a second. When you have eaten and are full. You ever been hungry? You ever been starving? You ever not had the meal to eat? I can honestly tell you that I've never been like that. But I know people who have. I know people who are starving right now. Now think about this spiritual application for all of us right here, brethren. And I'm talking about spiritual food. We come in here, we have the same time to meet. We talk about the same Lord every week. You talk about being full, amen? You're talking about having the ability to be full. Now what do we do when we go out? What do we do when we go out? Look at what he says in the next verse. Beware. Beware. Satan's about to start working on you. Lest you forget. Do you walk out of here and forget it? Yeah, I'm repetitive. I say it just about all the time. Man, I'm sick of you hearing that. That's why I don't even like to listen to you speak hardly no more. Because you talk the same thing. Well, guess what? I'm going to still talk it. Because we cannot forget. If we're going to change the world, if we're going to be like Jesus Christ, we can't forget it. We can't. All this knowledge that we get, all this time that we get to be together and love each other, why wouldn't we want not to bring so many more in here to feel that? To feel this love, to feel this support, to feel this family. 
Why shouldn't that not be our top mission? He's filled our, our houses full of stuff. He's given us a great city to live in. He's given us food. I don't remember the last time I wasn't full. I go to Taco Bell just about every day since they quit making the Grand Mac. I ain't never hungry. But we have to be aware lest we forget who brought us out of the land of Egypt. And here's the most important part of it all. And we can make the spiritual application for us right now. From the house of bondage. Guess what you were without Jesus in bondage? You was locked up. You was chained up by sin. Satan had you. He had your number. Because guess what? If you die outside of Christ, guess what? You don't get to make heaven your home. What a sad situation. But what the blessing that we have in Christ is we have a hope for heaven, right? Remain faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. You can get it. Do you want it? So the lesson for today is this is what we need to be about. Have you prayed for the five people last week? Did you pray for five of the brethren? I hope you did. And guess what? Pick five more. Pick five different ones and pray for them. Pray that they have a strong week. Pray, pray that when they're faced with adversity, when sin comes and, and gets right in their face, that they'll say, no, nah, I ain't going to do it. I remember what Jesus did for me. It ain't worth it. It is not worth it. But I'm going to do this. I'll praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Pray for those five people this prayer in this psalm right here. That they'll praise the Lord with their whole heart. And that they will tell all the marvelous works that the Lord has done to everyone they come in contact with. Not necessarily sit down and tell everybody. You ain't got time to tell nobody the whole story, but you can tell somebody something, amen? I love y'all, brethren. I appreciate y'all so much. Do we remember? You remember when the church may have helped you out? Do you remember when a brother in Christ may have helped you out? Do you remember when your family helped you out? Do you remember those times? You know what happens so many times is we forget those things when everything gets smoothed back out, but get smoothed uh, back out, right? But guess who was behind all that? The Lord. The Lord loves you, and He's there for you, and He'll always be there for you. Do we remember? Maybe you're here today and you need to become a Christian. Sorry. Maybe you're here and you need to become a child of God. Don't wait. Don't wait any longer. He could come back at any moment. Jesus said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you want to have your sins washed away and be white as snow, you can do it today. You can begin that relationship with the Lord that will take you forever and ever to be with the Lord. If you need to repent, if you're struggling with something and you need prayers, whatever you need, uh, come right now. Together we stand and sing.